The hosts feel it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to. Well, we've warned you. Hello, and welcome once again to the Frankencast. I'm the mad scientist, Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined as always by... The autocrat that surely is not lying to his people, that is Eric Velasquez. My pronouns are also he, him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta love an evil politician. <laughs> I mean, you know, or monarch or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. A scientist, usurper, whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. We need more, well, we don't need more usurpers, never mind. <laughs> We need more media that shows that usurpers are, are bad and, and uh, prevalent. Yes, yes. <laughs> we need to make sure people know that. <laughs> well, so here's the problem, right? What if uh, showing, it's it's like the, uh, the quote about uh, a good military movie, no matter how bad you make it look, it still looks cool. Mm, so yes. I'm kind of worried that it would be like, you know, encouraging right. potential autocrats. <laughs> Yeah, all the people that watch Star Wars and think that Darth Vader is the cool one. Yeah. It's like, no, he's the cautionary tale. That's why they made those prequels. (laughs) Yeah. All right, but we're not talking about that kind of stuff today. (laughs) We're talking about Igor from 2008. Yeah, yeah, this is this was a first time watch for me, as I mentioned last time. Um, And yeah, I I was really impressed with this. Like, it's, it's pretty smart for something that ostensibly is aimed at children um but mm-hmm. it's like fun like i feel like kids would enjoy this um, well there's also a lot of adult jokes in there here mm-hmm. and there it's oh so. it came you said it, like it's almost at the tail end like there was that like sort of renaissance of like uh animated movies that had a lot of adult humor in them that mm-hmm. like uh you know were made so that parents weren't bored while their kids were watching movies i feel like exactly. shrek was like a big uh, one for that. Um, this feels like maybe the tail end of that that sort of time period. Like now, it feels like most kids' stuff. It's just like, you know, bottom of the barrel, no writing. Greatest dribble. Yeah. Um, was that cocoa melon or whatever? God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like I I I had to be in a room where there was a child and that on, and I'm like, they're breeding. Like they're trying to take the intelligence out of any child. <laughs> yeah. That's around. Yeah, draining it away. I've only seen a couple clips, and I was just like, "Whoa, yeah, that does not feel like it's gonna make kids smarter." I mean, you know, you shouldn't rely on TV to make your kids smarter, but like, you know, at least, you know, like Sesame Street when we were kids, like it was educational. Like it was trying to, you know, at least if you're gonna be having screen time, at least you can kind of be like enriching yourself a little bit. But yeah, I mean, we we at least got some education out of those things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Versus stupid ass fucking baby songs. Mm-hmm. Well, people. Some people may like that. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do your own thing. But the 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 cast is stacked. Like, yeah, we've got a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously John Cusack being like the main one who kind of like mm-hmm. he plays our main Igor here and really carries the movie. But then, yeah, I mean, it's like you know Molly Shannon, Steve Buscemi. Um, John Cleese, like yeah. it's just yeah, it's um, Susie Izzard or you know Eddie Izzard yeah, as they're Susie's credited at this point, um, and Jennifer Coolidge being her most Jennifer Coolidgeness, mm-hmm. and Jay and Leno, it's amazing Jay Leno, yeah, so weird, yeah, uh, and also it took me a lot. Like I'm usually like pretty good at like picking up who um, whose voice it is in animated stuff when it's like celebrities and everything, but. Uh, Sean Hayes, I he sounds so different in this from anything so else I've heard him in. 
um, that yeah, it took me. Like, I didn't figure that one out. I had to go to IMDb for him. Well, I think it's because he's using an act, his actual voice versus <laughs> like what he normally does. Yeah, he's which, not playing Jack from Will and Grace in this. Exactly, he's just, like, talking normally. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like. And I, th- I think that that speaks to like that this being like a, a more quality production. Like we're bringing in a lot of actors. Like we want this to be more than just a dumb, you know, kids movie, lowest common denominator kind of thing. Right. So I mean, unless uh, John Cleese was really poor at this time and needed uh, <laughs> the money, I, I feel like he doesn't he doesn't pick crappy roles for the most part. I don't. Off the top of my head, I can't think of a bad movie that he's been in, like a really bad one. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's, I mean, he seems to mostly, you know, I think he's done a couple rom-coms in, like, the late 90s that were probably just kind of, like, middle of the road, but they were still, like, decent, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, yeah, he, he's definitely, like, he's kind of a, a smaller role in this. I'm sure he, like, came in for a day or whatever, but, like, <laughs> you know, he he, uh, he adds something to it. Like, he's, he's a lot of fun in his role. Well, let's not have spoilers just yet, because it <laughs> it's very fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, so you want to get into it then? Let's go. Let's talk about Pennies from Heaven. <laughs> yeah, like, I was thinking about this song is so, like, it's, you know, it's a kind of, like, big band swing kind of song, but I, I associate it so much with Elf that it feels mm-hmm. like it's a Christmas song, and it's not. Like, it's just a it's just a song. Um, but that uh, the soundtrack to this movie in general is mostly, like, big bang swing, which seems like a really strange choice, but mostly seems to work okay it's it's just not what you normally think of as soundtracking a, right. a, you know an animated film from you know recent years yeah it feels like an o- older audience that this was for the older audiences right mm-hmm. yeah um and so yeah while while pennies from heaven's playing we get like a voiceover from igor uh john cusack and he's kind of like filling us in on the the backstory of this country where he lives uh, uh, malaria malaria yeah <laughs> Uh, and it once was like a prosperous, beautiful, uh, kind of agrarian society. Everyone was a farmer, you know, it was just, you know, luscious green, you know, hills and everything. Uh, but right now, now every day is a hundred percent chance of rain with, a, with a bit of horror. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Everything's just dark and cloudy. It just, you know, it looks like a, a horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. and why is it like that? <laughs> well, so they, like, we don't find out why for a while, uh, but like for uh, to start with, it's just like the, the clouds just roll in, and now the society's kind of like, what do we do? We were farmers, now we can't farm, we don't get the sun, um, and the, uh, the king had an idea, and they pivot their whole economy towards uh, evil inventions. How much, how much is the evil invention market? I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming this is basically like nukes, right? <laughs> so it's got to be booming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's like everybody. Basically, there's like the the two stratas of society are mad scientists who and do Igors. all the inventing and the Igors. And in this, everybody who is a sidekick is named Igor. Right. Um, it, like, it's like you know they they uh, take away any identity of the minority in the uh, nation. Wow, <laughs> this is a lot of th- <laughs> a lot of similarities with America. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's I mean, this. There's, it's not too veiled. Like, there's definitely some, like, political, like, yeah, leanings yeah. to this movie, which I, I, it's not, like, beating you over the head with it, but it's also, it's pretty clear. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you're paying attention, you picked up on this, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so all of the, all of the, the Igors are all hunchbacks, and that's kind of, like, it, there's some, some definite, like, ableism stuff in this, too, where it's just, like, if you were born and you were, like, you know, physically divergent in any way you know then then your name is igor now and you are you know you exist to serve the more important mad scientists even even if you aspire to be a mad scientist yourself as long as you have that hunch on your back you are an igor Mm -hmm. it kind of reminded me of um the barbie movie you know like Mm. in that where like you've got Everybody is either a Barbie or a kitten, and you know there's there's multiple Barbies saying hi to each other. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, like in this, like there's a part somewhere where like 
when he's kind of giving his voiceover, you see an you know a hunchback Igor doing stuff, and he's like, "Oh no, that that's not me. That's a different Igor." And then right. the, the camera pans, and he's like, "Nope, still, still not me. me." And then he's yeah. like, "Now that one's me. You can tell because I'm extra handsome, and he you yeah. know looks just I look like nothing him. like those other Igors." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know he, he, but but our Igor, the the unique thing about him is that he has dreams of being a mad scientist. Uh, you know, he wants to elevate himself and, and, you know, this is, this is a caste system. Basically you're not getting out of your, your strata, but, but he, yeah. uh, you know, he has ambition. Uh, he went to college, he went to Igor college and graduated with a yes master degree. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what, what yeah. do you say? He got it like a, um, a secondary and, uh, the lisp or whatever it was. Mm, yeah, because he kind of has the a little bit like yes, master. Yeah, it's it's almost like the Karloff thing more than like a, a computer right. lorry thing or whatever. But uh, it's it's funny because he talks in like the normal John Cusack voice for the most part. But like when he's interacting with the mad scientist, he you know he has to like you know kind of belittle himself and use this this voice. Well, he has to remind himself to do that, too, because most of the time he's like, yeah, master, all right, yeah, I mean, uh, yes, master. Yeah. It's almost like a code switching kind of thing. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. this is the time where I have to act this way for these people. And God. I... <laughs> yeah. Felt gross. But you're right. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk about his, uh, his boss, Dr. Glickenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Glickenstein is like totally just like an incompetent blowhard. He's like, and this is John Cleese. Yes, yeah, and uh, it's like constantly like um, Igor is sort of going behind him trying to fix things without him knowing it. Um, At some point, there's like a he Igor keeps trying to tell him like, hey, this one part you're using, maybe you should use a different voltage. And he's he's like, like, no, no, I'm the mad scientist. I know which part it is, Igor. Yeah. Um, and, but we also meet Igor, you know, he, he works on inventions in secret and, but he has two inventions that have become his own personal sidekicks. Um, Mm -hmm. we've got Scamper, who is a rabbit played by Steve Buscemi. Um, (laughs) is it a rabbit? Well, yeah, you're right. It is a rabbit. Yeah. It's like a rat rabbit thing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm guessing that, you know, it's supposed to be like he was like a lab, you know, a, a, lab animal but uh igor has made him immortal but also unfortunately he is suicidal so it's a a terrible situation for him oh it's got to be awful (laughs) and you know it's it like they nailed having steve buscemi he's just like you know he's constantly just like well i get you know uh, i guess this is my lot in life and he's just miserable about it but he's super funny Yeah. yeah if this was uh if steve buscemi was the voice of eeyore in an upcoming uh, <laughs> movie, I'd love it. Yeah, yeah, he could definitely pull that off. But let's talk about Brian. I mean, brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the other sidekick is like just a brain in a jar with kind of like robot arms and legs sticking out of it. Um, and this is this is Sean Hayes. And he tried to make a sticker with his name on it that he stuck mm-hmm. on the jar, but he spelled it wrong. So, or no, it's not even on the, it's not a sticker. He just wrote it on it with Sharpie. Uh, with permanent but, marker. Yeah. Uh, and so he wrote Brian. Uh, and mm-hmm. so now when Scamper is picking on him, he calls him Brian. And right. it, it, as, so. as all good friends do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, so, so Brain and Scamper are sort of like bickering constantly, but it's kind of like a fun friendship. They're, they're definitely yeah. the, the comic relief of the movie. But legitimately don't let Brain get involved or he will... <laughs> ruin everything mm-hmm. yeah um and then so we're still you know igor's still kind of like voiceover explaining everything um and he says that his you know he wants to be a mad scientist and the, the mad scientist that he looks up to is is not his mad scientist dr glickenstein it's, no, it's the, the best mad scientist yeah the best mad scientist in all of malaria dr schadenfreude um <laughs> and this is this is Susie Izzard. Right. Uh, and so, and I think then we cut to Doctor Schadenfreude, um, and yeah, playing the organ, yeah, <laughs> like showing off. He's he's throwing this like big party. Uh, mm-hmm. There's like a, a crowd, uh, and they're not like it's it's strange because like we're led to believe that Doctor Schadenfreude is sort of like the most 
well-known and beloved uh, mad scientist in all of malaria, but like the crowd doesn't really know what to take of him. Like he's, right. he's he tells a joke and they all just kind of like stare at him. They don't really well, get it. The joke's awful because he's like, um, what does he call uh, his girlfriend Jacqueline? Um, he calls her something like a wretch. Oh yeah, he. Oh, he said it's something like where he's like, "Well, my assistant Jacqueline may be a, a miserable wretch." Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. I, I just wanted to say, yep, she may be that for sure. You know, like yep. uh, it seemed oh, like a shallow would, conniving wretch. Mm, yes. And yep, that's what she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, you know, the, his jokes are kind of dying, and then the king strolls in and. Instantly, the crowd turns. They're like in, you know, they're like laughing along with his jokes. He's kind of making fun of Doctor Schadenfreude. Yeah. Um, well, he he literally call he calls Schadenfreude out. He's mm-hmm. like the original names were uh, Picklemacher mm-hmm. or Pocklemacher. Yes. They were pickle makers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He comes from a long line of pickle makers and is trying to like yeah. you know be a scientist now. Um, yeah. And and the, the king is Jay Leno. Um, yeah. And so then we, we cut to, like, a little bit after the party, Dr. Schadenfreude and Jacqueline are, like, backstage or whatever, and they're kind of bickering. They don't With really, his Igor. Yeah, they don't really seem to like each other much. Like, yeah. Um, she, well, they do, but it's only because they despise. It's like they despise each other so much they've looped around to Yeah, like they, each like, other. respect each other's evilness. Yeah. And, like, she's definitely, like, a gold digger type character, and he is a fraud. You know he, what? I'm, I'm going to defend Jacqueline here. She is the most ride-or-die, like, girlfriend we've seen. Because <laughs> she puts up with so much of his shit and helps him out so much. Like, she goes that extra mile. Yeah, I mean, as this goes, yeah, we'll definitely see she's actually really doing more of the work than he is. Yeah. Um, but like he, I, I think it's more that he views her as like you're just leeching off me for my money, and right. she's like, no, you're a fraud, and you're just leeching off of me to have somebody <laughs> to help you get away with all your schemes. Right. And uh, how do they take that out? <laughs> they beat their Igor. <laughs> yeah. Both yeah. of them. They take turns. It's great. Mm-hmm. And she calls him daddy after they do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay, that's your thing. All right, cool. Good job, yep. guys. <laughs> Yeah, like we said, there's some adult humor in this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> then we go back to um, Dr. Glickenstein's lab, and we have his girlfriend shows up to talk, and her name is Heidi, and mm-hmm. she's a very, like, the the name Heidi tells you exactly what, what to picture yeah. for her. Very um, stereotypical Fraulein-type character. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the voice is again, Jennifer Coolidge, but like putting on a little bit of a, of a German accent. Um, and you know, she's kind of trying to like flirt with Dr. Glickenstein and he's just like, I'm busy. I'm working. Go away. Like, I don't have time for you right now. Um, right. And she basically gives away the, the whole game. But once she leaves, she's like, ah, Schadenfreude's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the German accent. So <laughs> Jacqueline is Heidi. Yeah. Yeah. You get it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It took me so long to catch like I I realized that it that Jacqueline was Heidi, but like later on somebody says something about Jacqueline and Heidi and I was like, "Oh, oh yes, yeah. of course." <laughs> the, uh, the the moment they talk about the pills is when it clicked for me. I'll mm, be honest with you. Yeah. Um but yeah, so so the whole the whole deal here is that Schadenfreude sends her out in disguise. And tries to get her to befriend various other scientists, and then she steals their work and gives it to, to Schadenfreude. Well, let's be honest. She calls herself the girlfriend of many scientists. <laughs> so the question is, how how deep undercover does she go? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Will she do anything for her, man? Uh, yeah. I don't really want to know. I'm just asking. <laughs> Well, in this case, it seems like Glickenstein doesn't really care about her, so she probably yeah. doesn't have to go too far here, but who knows what the other scientists are like. No, but uh, she she just immediately comes upon Igor, and she's like, yeah, you're really ugly <laughs> and gross. <laughs> yeah, she's, she calls him a dirty... She says, I don't like dirty little hunch people. Yeah. 
Um, and and Igor seems to be kind of like he kind of likes her, you know. Um, when when like, why I don't know. Yeah, when Glickenstein is like go away, Igor's like you can hang out with me. I'm I'm around, and she's like no, I don't I don't I'd like you. <laughs> this is where so like uh, you know the reason Glickenstein kicks her out is because he's in the middle of this this grand this big experiment, and he keeps trying to put this one part in, and Igor's like no, seriously, you want a different voltage? You you definitely don't want that. And he's like no. Um, I'm the mad scientist here, Igor. Yeah, so he starts it up. He has Igor throw the switch, um, and the whole machine explodes. Blows up. Blows him up. Yeah, kills Dr. Glickenstein. He's left with just a pair of shoes sitting there next well, to Well, and an arm. Mm. Oh, yes. Arm. Yeah, yeah, because he had a mechanical arm. Um, now, see, in any other movie, like Megamind or something like that, the dead character will come back in the, in the, the third act. No, he's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't get this twisted. He's dead. Yeah, at first I cuz like, you know, when he's when Igor sees it, he's like, "Oh no, he's you know, he's dead." And I was like, he's probably like hanging on from the ceiling right. or something. We're going to get like a, a you know, a sight gag of him like all burnt and in just like underwear or something. But no, he is dead. Yeah. <laughs> um yep. and Igor's like, "I don't know what to do." And then before he can really figure it out, they find out that the king has arrived. He wants to talk to Glickenstein. And yeah, he, he was, wants he wants to see the invention that he's going to have, and uh, that way he can, I believe, as he states, rub Schadenfreude's face in uh, number two, <laughs> because he's been number one for so long. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, like pretty the, good. the king is kind of concerned that Schadenfreude is getting a little too big, and that he yeah. might take over as king. And, and so, the, the hilarious thing is, is that Schadenfreude never would have fucking thought about that had Malbert just not been an asshole. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but the king keeps trying to undercut him, and so finally, you know, Schadenfreude's like, fuck him, I'm, I'm going to take his job. Uh, yeah. But for now, the king's like, Glickenstein, I, could, I can help you out so that you move to the top of the pile, because they have an, an annual evil science fair that, that's right? coming up. That, that's, that's the whole... Like MacGuffin for this movie is the evil science. Evil science, out. yeah. Um, no. But of course, you know, Glickenstein's not there, and Igor is just like, yeah, um, he's busy. He he went out or something. Um, but yeah, we've got a plan. We're gonna do something really great, and we're gonna be the the next big one. And uh, right, Malbert's like, all right, do that. But it's your job as an Igor to make sure nothing ever happens to Glickenstein, <laughs> or we'll kill you. Yeah. And, yeah, Igor's like, yeah, yeah, we got it. You're going to be so thrilled. Um, we're going to create life. And the king's like, nobody's ever, yeah. you know, we've mutated life. We've right. we've done all kinds of weird things to life, but we've never we've made life. It. Yes, yeah. yeah. So he's he's very excited by this idea. He leaves all, all you know, thrilled that, that things are going to change. So then Igor is, you know, talking to Scamper and Brain. And he's like, all right, we got to team up. We got to do this. Like, this is my chance if I can show the king that I did all of this, then I can become a mad scientist. Yeah, because it's not like racism will just push you back down or anything like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, he, he's, you know, he, he has hope. And, yeah. like, you know, I guess that's a good thing. But, yeah, I think, you know, you're, you're definitely right. This society is built to keep Igors in their place for sure. Yeah. God, how many atrocities have occurred <laughs> And it's like this is what maybe like fifty years max. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's definitely not been going on that long. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, it's still got to be miserable though. Mm-hmm. All right, so the idea: let's make life. What do we? How do we make life? Let's use a girl. Let's make a girl monster. Mm-hmm. So Igor takes them down into his like secret lab. The lab. Um, he's like, "This is where I go to think." And Scamper's like, "What? What's next? Are you gonna pull out a guitar and sing us a song you wrote in college about being misunderstood?" <laughs> you know that hits a little bit too close to home. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, Igor takes it in stride, and he's like, "No, look, like I've got this this lady monster that I she's almost done," and. Yeah. Um, like she's like in a closet and he like opens the door and it like her skulls in the closet yeah it scares scamper and brain um and you know they like kind of run away and he's like no but no this is aren't like she it's so good like aren't you excited um, yeah she's beautiful <laughs> 
And so then we get a montage of them all working together to finish up the creation. Right, uh, and they're like, you know what we need to do? Give her indestructible skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he like, does he inject her with something or just like, it, he does, like he puts something on her skin that's yeah. going to turn it invincible. Yeah. Um, and they, wh- while they're all doing this, we get another like, I think it's Jump, Jive, and Whale this time. It's a, another yeah. swing song. Um and so the once they do the indestructible skin thing, the last step is they've got to install the evil bone, the most right. important thing that every evil monster needs to have. The one thing that makes all evil monsters actually evil. <laughs> yeah. So he, they put in the evil bone, and then you know Igor's all like excited. You know he's he's getting his mad scientist moment. They're getting ready to bring the creature to life, and he yells, "Pull the switch!" Uh, oh wait. <laughs> I'm the Igor here. <laughs> yeah, Scamper's like, do not yell at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's like, please pull the switch. Uh, right. Yeah, and so he does, and, you know, we get the, the, the big scene. You know, there's lightning and everything. And again, doesn't seem like it worked. The creature doesn't move. And while they're kind of, like, mourning the fact that the experiment didn't work out, uh, they realize that, wait, the creature's gone. She got up and... and went somewhere while we weren't looking. Right, and here's a great joke of, like, Igor's like, where did she go? And Scamper's like, look right behind you. And they do. Nothing's there. And he's like, it was just a suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) But instead, she's actually hanging from the ceiling, and then she, like, swings down and, like, smashes through a wall and just runs away. Yeah. Just yells and runs off. As all good monsters do. Uh, it turns out, where did they track her to? Uh, it looks like the house of the for the blind orphans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's this big orphanage, uh, and they hear all this like screaming coming from inside. Yeah, Igor's uh, excited. He's like, "Yes, <laughs> she killed a bunch of blind orphans." She's so evil. That's even more evil mm. than I expected. But man, I mean, blind orphans like that is that's next that's level dark. evil. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so you know they go inside you know excited to see what kind of chaos she has uh caused well it turns out she is killing them with joy and kindness (laughs) yep she's just like playing with the kids she's like tossing them up in the air i think that she's got like one like you know like piggyback on her back or whatever Mm -hmm. uh just you know just playing around and igor is so disappointed and he's like i command you stop being kind to those orphans (laughs) right well, uh, it turns out she doesn't. As a matter of fact, she enjoys their paper flowers that they've made for her. Yeah. She's, like, sniffing the flowers, which I felt like is kind of a nod to, like, you know, the original Frankenstein and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the girl by the pond. Um, and I, th- I think, like, while they're all playing, I, I, I don't remember if it was Scamper or Brain, but one of them's like, man, blind orphans just have all the luck. Right, it was definitely Brain. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah. It's a pretty dark joke. <laughs> right. But as uh, as she's touching it, the blind uh, matron, who is obviously not blind, uh, is like, hey, you touched that flower. You bought it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, then we just cut away from, from this to Dr. Schadenfreude, who is breaking into Glickenstein's castle. Um, mm-hmm. And discovers that Glickenstein is dead. Uh, yeah, it just he, finds the arm. Yeah, uh, and then finds all of Igor's notes, and is like, "Wait, the Igor is creating life? This is right, perfect. That's great. Yeah, I yeah. can easily steal from an Igor." Yeah. So then we cut back to our gang of heroes, and Igor is having trouble or, getting well light villains for right now <laughs> yeah protagonists i guess yeah <laughs> um yeah. the only way that he can get the creature to come home is he's like folding up paper flowers and tossing them and she's having to like she's Pick picking them up. them up one at a time like a trail of bread comes kind of thing yeah, she has like a bouquet of paper flowers and scamper's like boy she's forming a boat uh she's forming a club of paper flowers to bludgeon us <laughs> so evil yeah <laughs> um and, you know, Igor's like, well, I think what's happened is we we put the, the evil bone in, but it didn't start. So we need to jumpstart the evil bone. And, <laughs> and once we get her to do something evil, 
that that'll fix everything. And, and just one act of evil. Yeah, and Scamper's like her. She wouldn't even hurt a fly. And Igor's like, yes, that's it. See yeah, this fly, fly buzzing around. Hurt it. Hurt this fly. <laughs> right. Uh, and yeah, she won't. She sw- well, she swings her hand down like she's gonna smash it, but then she just lets it go outside of the, the castle. Yeah. He's, you know, upset, and he keeps yelling. He's like, no, this isn't how it's supposed to be. You're evil. You're evil. evil. And she's like, I'm Eva. <laughs> yeah. So our, our monster gets a name here. She's Eva. Yeah. So since this isn't working, Igor's like, well, I guess the next step is we can take her down to the brainwash. Uh, that, <laughs> that'll, we can, you know, clear her out and, and start fresh, and that'll work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And it's a literal brainwash, like a car wash. Yeah, and they have, like, different... Pa- you know, when you go to the car wash, and it's like, do you want this package or this? you want to get the wheel right. wax or whatever? Um, the undercarriage coating. Yeah. <laughs> but here, he, he gets the axe murderer special. Uh, As you do. <laughs> and the way that this works is they basically hook her up to, like, the Clockwork Orange machine yeah. and make her watch scary stuff, and that's going to, like, make her evil. Right. Well, at this time, Brain has decided, hey, I could go for a good brainwashing. So uh, how about you set me up? Yeah. And so his is an actual like bathtub that they put him in since he's just a brain. Um, But then he manages to drop like he's just playing on the TV in in his little you know area. And he drops the remote uh, and it gets ruined. So he's like, well, I got to go get another remote so I can pick out what I want to watch. So he steals Eva's remote. Uh, and goes in, back into his room, and he's trying to change the channel, but of course it's not for his TV. Uh, right. And he <laughs> basically sets her to, uh, what is it, uh, some uh, Master's Theater? or The, uh, the Actor's Studio. The Actor's Theater, sorry. Yeah, the uh, James Lipton. Um, yeah. And so uh, she's, you know, and it's like, you know, because I saw something before we watched this that said, like, James Lipton as himself in this, and I was yeah. like, what is that going to be? And Sure enough, it's like, you know, live action footage on the TV screen of James Lipton. Um, and, he, you know, he's talking about actor's process. You know, if you've seen the actor's studio, like, it's it's just an episode of that. And at the end, the monster comes out. And now, not only is she not evil, but she thinks she's an actress. Actress, yeah. I mean, you know, why not, right? <laughs> and so, you know, of course, they're playing it up. She's being like the diva actress kind of character. It's almost like yeah. uh, Jenna from 30 Rock is kind of the uh the vibe right um, and as she as they're basically leaving she makes the joke of oh i need to adopt a bunch of children from around the world and i'm like <laughs> oh oh because that was at that time that was the thing right that's oh yeah yeah that's angelina like when, jolie and mm-hmm. i think a couple others were doing that yeah um and of course uh you know igor tries to get the car wash people to like fix it and they're like nope you, you know once you do a brainwash that's permanent you know no yeah, money back you can never undo the brainwash <laughs> yeah i feel like they're missing something you know repeat business you gotta you gotta let something happen there yeah or fade over time yeah you would think mm-hmm. um and so they all head home and igor's just like i guess i guess I'm this is it yeah yeah uh, and the whole time eva's just like you know just talking non-stop and it's you know it's just kind of like silly sort of caricature of like a vapid actress while they're driving we see that dr schadenfreude is following behind them yeah and what what's his or yeah what's his plan to steal the monster with the shrink ray (laughs) so we end up in like a high-speed chase where uh you know uh schadenfreude is like firing the shrink ray and it's like he keeps missing but he's like shrinking stuff all around them and yeah uh, getting closer and closer yeah it gets to a point where they're like, oh, no, we, we can't get away. What are we going to do? Um, if he hits Eva, you know, it, that, that'll be it. And Igor's well, like, no. if, if they hit us, they could just get Eva, right? Mm-hmm. And then Igor's like, but no, we made her skin indestructible. She's She should be our shield. Uh, yeah. So that's what they do. They kind of position her in the back of the car. Well, well they say, uh, what do they say that gets her to pop up immediately? Oh, he just literally says, who wants to be a great actress? And she pops up, I do! And <laughs> literally slaps the shrink ray back to schadenfreude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets hit with the beam instead. But in the process, Igor and his car of people like end up like hanging off the side of a cliff. Right. Uh, uh, he's basically being held by Scamper. Scamper's being held by Brain. And Brain's holding onto a rock, right? Mm-hmm. 
And he literally looks up at Scamper and he's like, please don't let your suicidal tendencies affect you now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before Scamper can make any decision as far as that goes, uh, Eva reaches down and pulls them all up. Igor's like, oh, this is what happens when you have someone who's not evil. They actually help. That, that was good. And she's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. As an actress, I feel things very deeply. Of, of course I had to help you. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> empathetic, right? And yeah. immediately Bra- Brain's like, yeah, see, with if I didn't steal her remote uh, and basically ruin the brainwashing, we would have died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Igor, like, you know, obviously is very upset to learn this and, like, is about to kill him. With an um, axe. Yeah. But then he realizes the trick here is if she thinks she's an actress, we just need to give her a role. It's easy. We just tell her that she's playing an evil character, and she'll be evil. And who's the most evil character of all? <laughs> Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> He's like, you know, it's it's a it's an avant-garde production where she's she's an evil character. Right. She's fighting a bunch of other monsters, though. <laughs> yeah. It's very kaiju and Godzilla inspired. <laughs> right. So they start rehearsing for the play. She's like dancing and doing like twirls. And as she does, she's just smashing shit everywhere. Um, Seeing the sun will come out tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, and Igor's like, this is perfect. This is going to work great. Cut to like a little short dream sequence where Igor is like imagining getting like a, a, you know, recognition for his scientific achievements. No, I don't think it's actual actual dream sequence. I think he's just talking about it. Um, And then he tells Eva, I I just really want to be important. I want to do this thing. And she's like, yeah, you know, I, I do too. But like for me... I would rather be a good nobody than an evil somebody. Right. And, of course, Aww. Igor's like, no, you know, no, we, we, we want to be evil. And she's like, I think you're you're good and you just don't realize it. I think you're a really good person. Um, right, which is wild that, you know, a creation is like, <laughs> I know there's good in you. Yeah, like, she's clearly more insightful about what's going on than Igor is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's not that vapid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but let's he, talk about the most important thing, the Invisible Man not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great ongoing gag in this. Um, it starts, So we got the king. He's like the Invisible Man has like a talk show, basically. But you see like he's you see just glasses and a microphone and like a suit jacket. And that's right. it. Uh, but Malbert calls attention. He's like, dude, you ain't got no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and he's like, yeah, of course not. Like, it's just it's more comfortable. I like right. I feel good without pants. I'm free. Scratches butt, sniffs finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and but the king is on the show to talk about the evil science fair, um, mm. and I think then we see that you know this is on a TV being watched by Doctor Schadenfreude. Well, he, he even says we're gonna knock Schadenfreude off his perch. Like he's literally calling out Schadenfreude. Yeah, and so obviously Doctor Schadenfreude's pretty upset about this, um, and I think. Yeah, he's just kind of mad, and then we cut to, you know, back to the uh, Igor and company, and they're continuing to prepare for Annie. Uh, yeah, her perform, uh, Eva's performance. Mm-hmm. And while, so this is, you know, while they're practicing and stuff, there's it's another uh, big band number, and <laughs> this one's uh, Woman as Big as a House, which uh, <laughs> she is, like... Bigger uh, to figure the more I can love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the song is obviously about, you know, being attracted to uh, a fat woman. Um, but, yeah. Well, but, listen, you know, <laughs> pleasantly pleasantly sized. How about that? No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, I, I, the song, I mean, the song's definitely, like, it's it's a silly yeah. kind of comical song. But it, it, yeah. does, it does have a certain amount of, like, body positivity to it. it it's like... Well, it also kind of has some weird feederism stuff. If you're into that, good for you. <laughs> that ain't my bag, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, it works here because she is way bigger than everyone bigger. else. She literally is big as a house in all yeah. dimensions. Um, and I think once they're kind of done, you know, the montage ends, we see um, Eva uh, peeking into the lab where Igor and... Uh, Scamper and Brain are working um, and she's like I need to talk to you guys and Scamper's like if she's having woman trouble it's all you you. I'm out of here (laughs) 
which is like that's such a joke that like kids are not gonna get right <laughs> well also i feel like every person here ex- maybe eva is woefully <laughs> equipped to solve those <laughs> right yeah um, but no, it's not woman trouble. She's actually very grateful for everything that, that the guys have done for her. And she has gifts for everyone. <gasps> she has a uh, new label for brain. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's she's spelled able, correctly. Yeah, puts the sticker over his you know permanent marker misspelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she has a plant to give to Scamper, and it's immortal. So yeah, she's it's a like, prehistoric era Greenwood, I believe is what she said. Yeah, so she's like, you know, if... If we we don't make, you know, if we're not around forever and you're, you know, all by yourself, you know, at least you'll have this for company. How fucking depressing is that? <laughs> yeah. All my friends are dead, but I have this tree that one of them gave me a long time ago. <laughs> right. Gosh. Yeah. But, you know, it does, it at least it's shows sweet. that she's very thoughtful and trying to, like, find things that fit each of them. And yeah. then, you know, the the last thing is she has... A beret for Igor because yeah, he, that's your director. Yeah, you he's a, a great director, and every director needs a beret. Um, Fair enough. So yeah, it was very sweet. And well, Scamper's like, yeah, we got you a gift too, <clears throat> Igor. You better go get it, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, they got nothing. Yeah. So he, they all go together, and like you know, Igor's like, you know, I, I feel. Like, I feel like a good guy would feel really guilty about tricking her, but good thing I'm evil. I definitely don't <laughs> yeah. feel guilty, but, like, it's clear he feels pretty guilty. About I'm not it. lying to myself at all. Yeah. The gift that uh, Igor gave her was a random necklace he found. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does find a little necklace. It, I, I, yeah. Or, what, what is this necklace? Yeah, like, it seemed like it was, like, not, like, it was something, some piece of equipment or some sort of, like, ID badge or something that he told her was a necklace. Like it's not, yeah. it's not a particularly like pretty piece of jewelry. Um, but she loves it. Yeah, she's touched by it. You know, it's it's still a gift from you know the the person who made her. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it she takes it as a kindness at least. And then a little later, Heidi comes back. Uh, you know, Jacqueline in her disguise. She has a greeting card um, from the brainwash to give to Igor. And we didn't mention this, but when they were at the car wash earlier, you know, oh. you know, th- there's like a just like a rack of greeting cards, and uh, Brain yeah, and Scamper, Scamper are looking looking at them, uh, and they see that there's. I one love how it's a Mother's Day card, by the way, that Scamper <laughs> finds. Yeah, and the way that it it's like when you open it, it teleports you to the person that that sent well, it to you. Scamper's is literally a shotgun blast to the face, <laughs> oh, and right. we see his brain regrow at that time. Mm, yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, the other card that they look at, yeah, it causes you to teleport, so it's like a way to capture someone. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that's the one that, that uh, Heidi's giving to Igor, and so he instantly gets transported to Dr. Schadenfreude. Eva comes to check in on him, and, you know, he's gone, but Heidi is still there. Ah, oh, she's such a bitch in this, <laughs> in this yeah. case. Yeah, she's like, she calls her ugly and says that, she looks like she was made of junkyard parts and has an ugly face. Great. Yeah, just... I mean, you know, it, it, like, it may, this character is supposed to be awful, and she nails yeah, it. I she mean, is. Yeah, it's... Like, we're not supposed to feel sympathy for her at all here, so... Um, yeah. Right. But Heidi also mentions that, you know, about her audition for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Which we know is the science fair. But Heidi didn't, and she's like, hmm, audition, you say? Okay. We yeah. can use this. Yeah. So she's going to, you know, rush back to tell Dr. Schadenfreude and everything. Um, meanwhile, at his lab, he is, you know, you assume he's going to, like, just try to torture Igor. But instead, he actually, he's he's using the carrot rather than the stick here. Yeah, it um, gives him wine. They have, like, a massage. Yeah, he, he's like, why don't you, you can be my, my assistant. And then... I'll take Eva. We'll go to the the science fair together, and then we yeah. can overthrow the king. And, and once... then you could become a scientist after yeah. we do that. Yeah. Um, and you know, Igor is like one smart enough to realize that this is a trick, and two, yeah. I think you know his conscience has kind of started to build and everything, and he's like, no, this isn't right. This isn't what I should be doing. Um, yeah, but he still lets go that uh, there was an issue with the evil bone. Mm. Yeah. And Schadenfreude is like, oh, evil bone, you say. Okay. Yeah. So as Igor tries to leave, 
um they're in they're in a sauna at this point and he starts like picking up the like burning hot rocks and like throwing them uh on well uh schadenfreude basically has locked the sauna he's like you're not getting out of here Mm. you haven't fallen in love with your creation right because that would be really pathetic (laughs) right yeah yeah and then like basically he's like you're gonna stay here or you're gonna die and that's when igor's like throw hot coals at your face (laughs) yeah um so yeah, he manages to escape, and then on his way, uh, Schadenfreude's e- Igor and and Schadenfreude trapped in the pool. Mm, yeah, it's like the cover goes over it. I think is that what? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Um, Which that would probably be awful <laughs> because it's like I'm going to drown this way. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to die. Yeah. Um, and but as he's heading home, um. He kind of, ha- you know, he he realizes like I'm treating Eva the same way that Schadenfreude was trying to treat me, yeah. um, and you know I I didn't like feeling like I was being used, and and she shouldn't be used either. Right, and this is when uh, we cut to Eva, who asks Scamper and Brain if uh, do I look pretty? <laughs> because she saw Heidi, and apparently that was the standard for beauty, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Scamper's like. Get the makeup. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So they're all kind of getting her all fixed up. Um, yep. And then back at Dr. Schadenfreude's, uh, Jacqueline has has gotten there to tell him the news or what she's learned. And they start arguing. This is where we find out that not only is she Jacqueline and Heidi, but she has a whole collection of pills of various disguises that match up with all the different evil scientists around the country. Right. She's like, I am everyone's girlfriend at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Because she's mainly Schadenfreude. Yeah. But she does tell Schadenfreude that, you know, she's learned that, that Eva thinks she's an actress. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, good. You know, we can use this. Yeah. Um, I have the ultimate part for her to play. Blah. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, Igor arrives home and finds... Eva, all dressed up as Annie in costume and makeup, ready to go. She trips on something or something and, like, falls. Yeah, I don't know if she's Annie, but it's like she has, like, this gown with a black wig. Mm, yeah. Yeah, as she's walking down, she trips over the gown. Yeah, so she falls and says something about, like, I'm falling for you to hey. Igor. Um, and and Igor, Yeah, and Igor's, like, about to... It looks like he's going to come clean and tell her everything. But before he can... Heidi comes back. So Heidi is trying to talk to Igor, um, and while... She's like, I love you. (laughs) I finally realized I love you. Yeah, so while that's distracting him, Schadenfreude appears and starts talking to Eva, and he's like, you know, Igor's been lying to you all this time. Uh, I'm gonna make you a star. Yeah, yeah, stick with me, and and you'll be big. Uh, And... Of course, Eva's loyal to Igor. She's not really buying it. And then he's like, well, take a look. And pulls back a curtain. And we see outside where Igor is talking to Heidi. Um, and, like, Igor's telling her, no, you know, I'm not interested. Like, I, you know, um, right. I, I have... She's trying to kiss all over his face. Yeah, so Eva just sees what looks like they are kissing. And so she's like, okay, Igor is, you know, betraying me or whatever. Um, or he's more interested in Heidi. But then Igor's like, no, Heidi, this is not going to happen. And she's like, you're rejecting me? Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I reject you. You don't reject me. Yeah. So, and, and of course, meanwhile, Eva has left heartbroken with schadenfreude. Uh, and I think when, when uh, Heidi is like, you don't reject me, she like ends up turning back into Jacqueline in front of him. And right. it's just like... You know, it doesn't matter anymore. So she does. She's not, you know, keeping up this this appearance anymore. Yeah. The king arrives after she leaves, and he's like, uh, "Igor, I know that Doctor Glickenstein is dead, and I want answers." Right. I've heard. I've heard it through the grapevine that Glickenstein's dead. Yeah. You know, Igor's like, yeah. You know, he did die, but I actually did create life. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're just a, an Igor. Yeah, How he couldn't possibly. Life? Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I've got proof. I'll show you." And then he goes to show him Eva, but you know she's gone she's with Doctor Schadenfreude, um, so he's got nothing. And so the king and his like, you know, goons or whatever, yeah. uh, they uh, they take Igor away. Uh, they're going to take him to the Igor recycling plant. 
Well, they're going to throw him in the uh, very specific uh, Igor recycling disposal. Yeah. That's like apparently in every mad scientist uh, lab. <laughs> right. They drop him down the chute, and then we see the science fair kicking off elsewhere. At first, it's just like kind of, you know, I think we get the Invisible Man again as like the MC and everything. Yeah. Um, and then we cut back to Scamper and Brain, who jump down the trash chute to try to follow We Igor. have a really cool moment between Brain and Scamper, though, because Brain's like, I'm going to go save him. And then Scamper's like, wait. And Brain's like, you can't stop me. And Skipper then says, no, I'm going with you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, they're friends. Yeah. How nice is that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're going to go rescue their creator, you know, and friend. Um, yeah. But it turns out they're all immediately, like, caught in this fucking trap. <laughs> they're hung up. Yeah, they're all, like, about to go into an incinerator. It feels very similar to, like... Um, Toy Story 3, mm. where at the yeah. end, where they're like at the, the dump or whatever. Um, and Igor's just kind of like, I, you know, I've failed over and over again. Like, I, you know, I, I don't deserve any of this at this point. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to let myself go into the incinerator at this point. Right. And Scamper's um, like, wait a second. The, t- the one moment I, I've decided that I want to live. <laughs> right. You're the one giving up. Yeah, and even like Brain is like, you know, Igor, you should you should stand tall and, and fight for Eva. Like you, yeah. you made this really great creation, and you know she's even better than you expected, and and that was all you. So you should get out of here and go help her. Yeah, well, they call, they call attention to it. That's like that's uncharacteristically intelligent of you, Brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's time to die, I guess. Yeah, because they they like you, Igor's trying to escape at that point, but he can't. And then all of a sudden, Scamper just appears, and he gets them loose, and they're like, how, how did you get out? And he's like, come on, you think this is the first time I've had to chew off my own feet? I do it all the time. It's fine. I gnawed his leg off! <laughs> <laughs> we see it! We yeah. see the gnawed-off leg! Yeah. That's the good thing about immortality. He gets I guess, yeah. put in some really rough situations and is fine. <laughs> uh, there, are no, there are no consequences. <laughs> yeah. So now they're kind of like running around through these catacombs trying to escape the, and like they're being chased by guards and everywhere they're going brain keeps like tr- pulling on things and they're like what are you we're trying to run what are you doing and he's like I'm looking for a secret passage and they're like there's always one yeah they're like no we we got to go the guards are chasing us stop wasting time and then suddenly they it ends up like does Igor crash into something that opens a well, passage? E- Igor's like, okay, I guess this is it. We tried so hard and we failed, got so far, and in the end, nothing really matters. Anyway, he smack he basically smacks his hand against the wall in frustration, <laughs> punches in the secret button, and the door opens up. Yeah, and Brain's and like, like, see, I told you, this is a secret. <laughs> this is a secret stairway, it's not very, a passage. Yeah, very different. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, so like back upstairs, the science fair is kind of kicking off now. Um, you know, I think some of the scientists are like coming out. They're getting ready to show off their uh, their different inventions. Um, but then back with Igor and Scamper and Brain, they get. Well, to let's the- talk about what what King Malbert does. Like mm. at the the beginning, he's literally just says, "Hey, world, um, this is our yearly." extortion of you <laughs> so if you don't give us like a billion dollars we're going to send whatever thing wins to destroy all of you mm-hmm. yeah it's like they're being like broadcast yeah um but Which, then you know that's got to be like the super bowl <laughs> <laughs> right yeah just like broadcasting to the, the entire world like eurovision or something but yeah if melbourne's like, smart he's making money both ways <laughs> he's like we will extort you and I'm getting fucking ad revenue. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but then, yeah, meanwhile, Igor and Scamper and Brain have gotten to the end of the, the passage, and they're now on top of the of the king's castle. Yeah, like his evil beacon. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is, you know, the, the thing that sort of makes his castle stand out or whatever. Uh, Igor climbs up a ladder to look at it, and suddenly he's, like, above the clouds, and it's, like, sunny and beautiful. Like... Everything's yeah. fine. What? That's weird. Yeah, and so he realizes that this is a weather ray. Actually, that the king has set all of this in motion. This is yeah. all a big evil plan by the king. Literally, he created this this ray to convince everyone that they needed to be evil, 
so they could extort the world. I'm guessing because he ran out of ideas after Weather Ray. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously this is a big revelation. This changes everything. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you know, Dr. Schadenfreude is getting ready to send out Eva. We've seen some of the other monsters that the other scientists have made. Yeah. Um, and Which basically robots, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part. Yeah, like I think... Blob. Yeah, and there's something that's like kind of like some sort of dragony thing that's like you know yeah. some sort of mutant, um, but uh, Doctor Schadenfreude is able to like goad Eva to the point that she shoves him, which causes the evil bone to activate inside her, like a shove. <laughs> yeah, a little bit less or a little bit more than self defense, and that activates her evil bone. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, but like her eyes start glowing. And yeah. uh, so she's headed out onto the, the field to face off the, all the other creations. Um, but meanwhile, Igor is trying to lower himself down into the Colosseum because he wants to yeah. save Eva. He tries to rappel down the side of this bit massive castle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've got all the scientists now, like, uh, unleashing the creations. And it's just like a big, it's like, um, what's that? Uh, battle bots or something you know yeah, it's just yeah. like a, a big battle except royal. everything goes at once it's like the royal Rum- battle bots royal rumble <laughs> yeah um and eva thinks she's still like per- you know doing her uh acting role as annie so she starts singing yeah, she's, tomorrow tomorrow yeah and she's While like she's dan- kicking everything's ass <laughs> yeah she's just dancing around but she's just like wrecking everybody's shit like it's just mm-hmm. but of course most of this movie we've been saying that it, it's all you know, big band music, but like yeah. I, this, this song, of course, the, the main line is the sun will come out tomorrow, tomorrow. And, you know, we know that this, this land has not seen the sun in a very long time. So right. there's some thematic stuff going on here. Um, yeah, well, because also at this time, Scamper's like, Hey, let's fucking destroy this weather ray. And he just says, it'll, that will, that'll fix everything, mm-hmm. I guess. And they, yeah, they keep trying to like they're trying all kinds of stuff and nothing's working. And finally, Scamper's like, you know, I, I know what to well, do. Well, Brain Brain says, yeah, I mean, if we could just cut like all the lines at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, the it's all these live wires. I don't know how we could do yeah. it. And finally, Scamper's like, okay, I know what to do. And he just like smashes <laughs> up against the. You know, we've seen this many times in Frankenstein movies. People get thrown against the electrical equipment and get shocked to death. You know, mm-hmm. um, but of course, Scamper's indestructible, so it just destroys the ray, and he's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was his time to shine, right? <laughs> right. I have the one tool to fix this: immortality. Yeah. But then, uh, like down you know like eva has destroyed all the robots or all the other creations so dr mm-hmm. schadenfreude is like overthrowing the king while he's kind of taking over igor is trying to talk to eva and apologize yeah he's like hey you know uh as somebody once told me i'd rather be a uh, good nobody than an evil somebody yeah Aww. and you know he's like i realize you know Everybody has an evil bone, but we all get to choose whether to or whether or not to use it. Listen, I don't have an evil bone in my body. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but while they're having this conversation, indeed, the sun comes out. Um, right. And, and su- that's when her evil bone shorts out yep. as well. <laughs> yeah, her eyes stop glowing. She's just good again. Mm-hmm. Um and Igor gets on, like, there's a camera, you know, for to, to be filming the, the Battle Royale. Um, and he tells the entire world the, the king's evil plan. Um, and the king's like, no, that he's making stuff up. I don't, I don't see any proof. Is there, do you see a weather ray anywhere? I don't see a weather ray. And then right. suddenly the weather ray just crashes and, like, lands <laughs> Falls on, on him. him. Yeah, just yeah. crushes him. Because uh, Scamper and Brain <laughs> pushed it over the side. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we also see that Jacqueline, she's compl- she says like, oh no, I've run out of pills. Uh, I, right. I, don't, I don't want anyone to see my true form. <gasps> she has a true form? Yeah. What? Uh, okay. And we, like, at first we don't, like, we just kind of, the way the camera is, like, we see someone see her form, but we don't see it. Yeah, um, we see her silhouette and everyone's like, <gasps> ew, gross. Uh, and then I, we end up with, like, it cuts to, like, the future and now malaria yeah. is good again, and it has sun, and there's, you know, f- farms and everything. But also, 
Eva has a community theater that she runs and all the blind orphans perform. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scamper and Brain are getting them ready with their outfits. Yeah. And we also, I think somewhere in, in this little like end montage, we see that Jacqueline's true form is that she's a hunchback also. She's an Igor. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, <laughs> Schadenfreude has changed his name back to a uh, pockle maker. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's selling pickles at the uh, you know, the the uh, community theater performance. Yeah. Um, and Igor's the new king/president/some <laughs> yeah. form of leadership. Yeah. And so the kids all come out to do their performance and of course, what are a bunch of blind orphans going to sing? I can see clearly now the yeah, rain the is rain gone. Is go- Jeez. Okay. <laughs> well, and also at this moment, Igor brings a plan to to Eva and he's like, hey, I've been thinking, you know, maybe we could put this together. If it doesn't work out, we can adopt. You know, you think it's going to be a kid, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's they're going to build a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's sweet. They're they're a couple yeah. and they're, you know, that, that's always the first good step. Get a pet. Figure out if you, if you want to have children or not. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And then then you we get sung out to uh, we can see I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it you know, it's I, I like I really did like this. I thought it was it was sweet. Uh it you know, it had a message, but it wasn't like too heavy handed. Yeah. Um yeah, and it was it was fun. Like it was just a, a funny, kinda light hearted movie. Yeah, I don't the first time I saw it I was like, Man, that this CGI sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it could have been just the T V I was watching it on and it didn't look that bad. That this time period was definitely like when they had pretty much stopped making regular animated films anymore. It was all yeah. like DreamWorks. It's all DreamWorks' fault. Like you know, they yeah. just started cranking out Shreks and Ice Ages like every year, um, yeah. and they just CGI was dirt cheap, and animation actually cost a lot of money to, mm-hmm. to make. Yeah. So the animation in this, it's not great, but it's not terrible either. No. Um, you know, like if you look at it as like a stylistic choice, like it's it's not not terrible. Yeah, um, not too bad. Yeah, but you know, it's it's a like you know we talked about it last week that like you know or you know two weeks ago I guess but like that you know we had that movie with Daniel Radcliffe as Igor and kind of like focusing on him and here we get to really focus in on him even more. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see you know uh, uh, the you know malformed sidekick finally kind of get his due and like. Um, get treated well for once uh he finds love and the monster finds love it's just yeah it's it's beautiful yeah it's it's kind of a lot of things that we want out of frankenstein stories that we rarely get you know we we finally get here this this reminds me of a certain episode of tales from the crypt i'll let you figure out which one oh yeah yeah Uh, yeah, and, you know, it, it, it is not, you know, I mean, like, Dr. Schadenfreude being named that, like, that's just, that's such a good joke, too. Like, yeah, um, yeah it's, it feels like, I don't know the, uh, the writer, who like, I don't know what else that they've done, but, like, I, I, it, this feels like some, you know, something that, like, a person with, with a little bit of vision did. Mm-hmm. Um, There's definitely comedic chops here, and it could be because of, you know, John Cleese and Jade Lena and... Like you said, Susie slash Eddie Izzard, or is, is it just Susie mm-hmm. now? Okay, Susie Izzard. I think it's. The, I think I, the last time I looked, it looked like they they were good with but either one. But yeah, that's um, what I thought. Kind of, kind of like a you know, there's some people that are just like any pronouns. I think they're just good with either name. And going back to what you were saying about the writers, so this is a mixed bag because on one writer basically did the entire like modern Spider-Man trilogy. So good writing, mm. whereas the uh, another writer did the Emoji Movie in Lilo Ooh. and Stitch Two. Oh yeah, that's the guy that directed it too. Like yeah. he he directed the, the Emoji Movie. Oh yeah, that yeah. <laughs> and like and some of the got Kung Fu Panda TV, movies. <laughs> yeah, we got a TV writer who's done the Only Murders in the Building and a couple of. Mm, okay. So yeah, that that's a mixed bag as far as writers go, but yeah, like you said, Tony Leo, uh, Leondis actually did the writing and directing. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put this on Chris McKenna. <laughs> I'm just saying. yeah, it, it looks like because it, it looks like yeah, 
Tony Leonidas was, is like credited as like additional screenplay material. So I'd imagine Chris McKenna came with like a, a vision, and then you know, uh, it's probably clearly the like st- standard song and dance. Like McKenna came in with the actual vision, and then like halfway through, they were like, "All right, you're you're asking too much of us." Leonidas was like, "I just want to go home, so we're gonna cut <laughs> McKenna and just finish this fucking thing off." Mm, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it looks like yeah, uh, McKenna has writ- he wrote uh, one of the recent Jumanjis. He mm-hmm. wrote for the Lego Movie, uh, the, a bunch of episodes of Community. So like, yeah, this is this is a, a guy who's like, he's a good writer. Definitely, yeah, yeah. So it, and it it shines through. Um, yeah, like I, I I think this you know it is it's a unique concept too. Like uh, you know we're we're in the like what like one. Uh, over 120 episodes at this point and uh, this is this feels pretty fresh like it feels like a, a different take than we've yep. seen yeah i don't we haven't seen igor and the monster fall in love yet so no here we are. yeah yeah usually usually the the hunchback sidekick is like the abuser of the monster even more than than uh the mad scientist so or in certain movies just just the abused mm-hmm. until they become the monster yeah yeah this is, you know, it's kind of like Daniel kind of finally getting his due here. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I think this would be a fun movie to watch if you have kids. And if you don't, like, I, you know, I had a great time with it just by myself. So, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. If you're an adult, it's good. There's still some stuff for you. There's probably Absolutely. a little bit more stuff for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, Anthony. So, I mean... We've already... I don't know how I'm going to do this transition. <laughs> We've done an Igor. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, next week we're going to be talking about I, Frankens- I Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. This one... I know a couple people have asked us about like when we're going to finally suffer through this one. I haven't... I, I think I saw this in the theaters and I wasn't crazy about it. I, I have not seen it since... I know it's one that's pretty pretty maligned, so I'm kind of excited to see if it's as bad as I remember it, or if there's some fun redeeming qualities that we can find in it. Funny story: this is my father-in-law's favorite movie. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I love the man, but you know, <laughs> I don't don't share that same opinion. <laughs> Well, if you talk to him between now and when we record, you should find out what he loves about it so much. Get some get some yeah. feedback. From oh, I know him. what it is. I know what it is. We'll we'll talk about it when we get there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm excited. Then that'll 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 be fun. All right. Where can they find us, Anthony? Uh, yeah, so you can find us on all the socials at the Frankencast. You can email us at thefrankencast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us over on YouTube. And, of course, you can find us at patreon.com slash thefrankencast, uh, where we're you know always trying new, different things. Um, if you've been over there recently, we uh, did a weird sort of like music mashup thing lately uh, that I think is kind of fun. Um, but you know, we're still going through the, the recent or the recent ish monsters today show. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of fun stuff over there. Absolutely. Yep. Go check it out. You'll, you'll find something that'll tickle your fancy for sure. Absolutely. All right, anything else we got? I think that's it. All right. Well, in that case to be continued. Looks like you survived another episode. The Freaking Cast is a production of FCR Media. It's hosted by Anthony Bowman and Eric Velasquez. Follow us on Twitter at The Freaking Cast or send us a letter at thefreakingcast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Our theme music is by Vivek Abhishek. Thanks for listening.